This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today's podcast is titled War, and it's part three. We're going to be talking about offensive tactics. In the previous podcasts, I explained that we are in a spiritual war and that that war has been won in the spirit realm by the Lord Jesus. I also talked about how to win personal battles by correctly handling the Word of God, just like Jesus. In part two, we covered the armor that we will need to protect ourselves. Yet, there is a little but significant gap in my teaching that I want to address in this part three. You might be wondering, what good does the victory of Jesus in the spirit realm do for me here on earth? Bottom line, it gives us the strategic high ground in every spiritual battle, not only for us, but for those in need around us. So, let me take a little bit of time and develop some background. After being saved, or born again, and in right relationship with God, why would He leave us on the earth? Why not take us to heaven? That can be a complicated question, and I don't know all the answers for sure. But with a little bit of research, we can find three reasons. For example, let's read James 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Or 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So far, we've learned God wants us to grow into maturity, to a mature believer, and He also wants us to grow real faith, which I would say is godly faith. These can only come through opposition, testing, and trial. Let's go on to the third one. Matthew 28, 18-20, Jesus is speaking. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God has chosen people to do some of the work that He wants done on earth. We now have a commission. We as believers have a call, a duty, a job. The gospel must be communicated to other people, and the mature in Christ can help raise up the next generation of believers. Paul, talking to the Philippians about his possibly departing and going to be with the Lord, in chapter 1, verse 22 says, If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. The Lord is on a mission, 
And that mission is to bring people to himself, people who are who truly want to be with him for eternity. So we have covered three main reasons. Number one, to grow in our relationship with Christ and become a mature believer, even a mature warrior or a soldier. Number two, to develop real faith, God type of faith. And number three is to assist to bring people to Christ and discipling them. Next, I want to point out that there are two kingdoms or spiritual authorities, God and Satan. Satan stole his position of authority from Adam and Eve and has taken dominion over the earth. Reading about one of the devil's temptations when he was trying to defeat Jesus, Luke 4.5 says, The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now working in those who are disobedient. Stop for a moment and just think, there is a powerful influence of evil in our world. It's pretty easy to see. From a multitude of false religions, hate between people, theft, immorality, killings, wars, lies, the list just goes on and on. But God has come to save the world, anyone who will come to him. Satan will continue to try in every fashion to stop God's plans. His power is limited, but his lies are effective. Now, I want to talk about the offensive tactics. Last podcast, we talked about the dagger or the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This, by all means, is a very effective offensive weapon for close-quarter battle. So let's study how Jesus and his early disciples rocked the world with the good news. Jesus first made a commitment to God by being baptized in water, and then he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He then was tested, tempted, and emerged obedient to the working of the Holy Spirit. That is when he started his ministry. Let's look at Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Jesus is speaking. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. To be like Jesus and to do what he did, actually to do what he is doing, we are to be obedient to his Holy Spirit. Just like he was. You see, Jesus was God become a man. He was fully human, yet fully God. Not only to relate to us, but to show us what God can do through an obedient person. We are now God's instruments. We're his hands, his feet, his mouthpiece, his ambassadors on earth. So what did he do in his ministry to display the kingdom of God to the people? Let's start with Mark, chapter 1, verse 20, 
21. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even orders the evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. During Jesus' ministry, he sends out twelve apostles and gave them authority over evil spirits. Mark six twelve and 13 says, They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Later on, he sent out seventy-two to go out before him, and they returned with this testimony in Luke chapter 10, verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Stay with me. One more scripture before I make my point. Luke 13, verses 10 through 13. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he puts his hands on her, and immediately she straightens up and praises God. These are just a couple of scriptures, of which are many. There is a power struggle going on between good and evil, between God and Satan. Jesus comes on the scene with power over all evil, and he preaches the gospel. He is obedient to the Holy Spirit at every turn, and he breaks the power of evil right and left. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind. Hearing to the deaf, he raised the dead and displaced evil spirits. His ministry displayed spiritual power over the works of evil. Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Hebrews 2.14, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Jesus is still in the business of setting people free from all the works of evil and from eternal death. As believers, we have been commissioned to obey Jesus. As we do, we will become more and more like him, and we will do the things that he is doing. So much so, that people will see Jesus in us. 
we should be proclaiming the kingdom of God, salvation through Jesus, and become available for whatever task God asks us to do. We get an understanding of who Jesus is and how His Spirit works by reading the Word of God. Take a day or two and read through the book of Luke and Acts. It's clear that Jesus continues to do the same works right through the book of Acts. Today, He is doing His work through those who will obey His Holy Spirit, just like He did. After a supernatural healing and the preaching of the gospel, the apostles were arrested, harassed, and soon released. Listen to their prayer just a few hours after this event. It's Acts 4.29-30. It says, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. We are God's ambassadors. We are followers of Christ. Christians, which means little Christ. Here is the key point of all that I have wanted to say to this point. We should be so in tune with Jesus and with his Holy Spirit that we say what he is saying and do what he is doing. God's plan has not changed. He is still saving, healing, teaching, preaching, discipling. And for that matter, Satan, his plans haven't changed either. He's still on the warpath to steal, kill, and destroy. If we think we can fight Satan with our own intellect or our own human power, we are sorely going to lose this fight. In fact, take a good look at our churches, maybe the church you go to. What do you see there? Do you see the book of Acts? Or do you see something different? Do you see a business, a social club, maybe a rummage sale, or a political forum. The only tactics that will work to bring men and women to Christ are what Jesus modeled and what was modeled in the book of Acts. All others will fail. Jesus is still on the move. His love for the lost and his desire for us to grow up and to become mature warriors has never changed. Let's join him in his victory. Let's say what he's saying. Let's do what he's doing. There is a price to pay for maturity. It's a process. It takes intimate fellowship with God through prayer, Bible study, obedience to the Holy Spirit, fellowship with other believers, evangelism, reaching out to the lost. But we can do this. We can grow in our faith. We can become more and more like Jesus, more and more obedient. Let me pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Lord, we love you, and we desire to be more like Jesus. We ask you to place your Holy Spirit upon us and give us strength and courage and revelation knowledge that we might come closer to you and more obedient to your spirit. Let us be like Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name. 
This is the Clean Soul Podcast with Dennis Curtis. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me at thecleansoul.org.